Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Welcome to the Wonderland Ballroom. You made it. For the l That's good. That makes it sound awesome. Uh, for the listener at home, I am backlit right now, so everyone in the room feels like they're in confession. It's very odd. There's nothing I could do to prevent that. Thank you, Haywood. I love you. All right, so I, have, I wrote two different monologues, and I'm going to let you guys pick because I'm actually happy to be here, and that doesn't always happen. So I don't want to jam anything down your throat. So should it be about wrestling or hope? It's clearly hope. Um, you made the right decision. So I'm going to ball the first. Okay, here we go. We are in Washington, D.C. If you're listening to this, I don't know where you live. That's not how podcasts work. You could be anywhere in the world. Good for you. I was living in Chicago in 2004, and in 2004, I was in college, and I was the arts editor of my school newspaper, and I was the program director of my radio station. So that allowed me to go interview pretty much whoever I wanted as long as I did the work. One of the people we wanted to interview was then little-known potential shit little known potential senator barack obama so that's right senator barack o the fact that everyone didn't go woo makes me think we should have gone with the wrestling monologue but anyways <laughs> that's okay we're going to talk about him deal with it <laughs> controversial subjects in the wonderland ballroom a bastion of liberal drinking barack obama pretty cool dude okay so in 2004, I got to interview him with my then-girlfriend, now wife, at a house party. He had these things called Barack the House Party. So it's a horrible pun. He's a great man. So we went to interview him at a house in a really bad neighborhood. Now, my mom was a teacher in that neighborhood on the south side of Chicago. She taught about four blocks away. And we took the train from our Cush Lincoln Park uh, campus, this, essentially the Georgetown of Chicago. So it's, that's true. It's, it's full of... Uh, White kids from the suburbs saying, I lived in Chicago my whole life. You mean Buffalo Grove? Yes, I meant Buffalo Grove. That's not going to land in this room, but people listening at home, they fucking get it. Anyways, so we go to this bad neighborhood, and uh, then potential Senator Barack Obama asks us, how did you guys get here? And we told him we just took the train because we're in a real city. And he said, you shouldn't have done that. Keep in mind that he was a then uh, he was a member of the House for for uh, Illinois, and he's like, "Yeah, you shouldn't walk through this neighborhood that I uh, run because it's very dangerous and you're very white." So what he did is he kicked his staffers out of the car and then drove us to the L. He drove us to the train. That happened in my real life. I'm pretty cool. I get rides from the president, guys. <laughs> he had a signed baseball on his dashboard, and it was signed by Bernie Mac, and he goes why is Bernie Mac signing baseballs? And I said, well, it's a promotion. He's in this uh, m new movie called Mr. 3000. He's playing the uh, guy that gets the most hits. He goes, oh, okay. So the point is, I, white person, mansplained why Bernie Mac is signing baseballs to the president. I love this guy. In 2008, I was not doing as well as I was doing in 2004. I was a bartender. No offense to our current bartender, Dario. He's a good man. But I was not living my, my, uh, my best life, Oprah reference. She's a great woman, and if you th make fun of her, you have a problem with yourself. Same with John Cena. That's part of the wrestling monologue. I should not have said that. <laughs> so I was working in a bar, and my wife was working at a law firm. She was also not living her best life, but a much better life than I. And uh, she 
decided to go to Grand Park for the uh, for the uh, election night celebration, and she was it was maybe her favorite time ever in a public setting with that many people. The, the it was you could feel the hope, and and that's crazy. You shouldn't be able to feel positivity, but everyone in Chicago that night genuinely felt positivity. She actually bought a shirt from Grand Park, a bootleg shirt, which is the best. It says uh, "Barack the House," which was a callback to 2004, but it was the White House, and there was a Chicago flag on it. And it was the shit. It was amazing. In 2012, I was living a much better life, and I was then working for the Huffington Post. You might know it as something people write for for free. Um, that's not really a dig at the Huffington Post, because I'm currently the editor of Brightest Young Things, and that one motherfucker in here has gotten paid for writing for that, so sorry about that. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I don't run the budget. So in 2012, I covered it for Huffington Post, so I covered the D.C., and there's really no local spin to an election night other than the parties, so I got to cover the party outside of the White House, and it felt like I was in Lincoln Park all over again because all these Georgetowns and GW students, mostly young white men, decided to take their shirts off and climb the tree outside of the White House, and they didn't get arrested at all because it's great, uh, America. So it was so hopeful and wonderful, and now the opposite is happening. The exact opposite is happening. And when I say the opposite happening is there is feeling in the air, but it's not of fun. It's not of hope. It's definitely of change. And it's scary for a lot of people. I'm a straight white man, so it's very comforting to me. I love it so much. And that's not a JK. IRL, I think this is the best election of my lifetime. I love it so much. I'm clearly not the devil. Don't worry. I'm not rich yet. I will happily be a Trump supporter if anyone wants to make to like bump up my tax bracket. I will sell the fuck out. That's a JK as well. Anyways. My, my, I angered my wife last night because I said this. Sincerely, I said these things. And she started to get upset. She's like, well, what about all these like hate groups? I was like, those hate groups existed. And she's like, well... Now they feel like they could say these things. And I was like, don't you want to know the enemy? And then I realized maybe my entire political philosophy shouldn't be based around Rage Against the Machine and Bad Religion songs. It should be based (laughs) around comfort and understanding and hope. (laughs) Not things I heard wishing I could go to Lollapalooza in 93. So I figured it out. I absolutely figured it out. And I have not read a a bullshit op-ed from the New York Times about this or Wall Street Journal. There is a super easy way to defeat anyone that's just spewing hatred. Because hatred is essentially your eight-year-old bully. Hatred is the guy that pushes you that's going to get away with it because he's from a rich family, and you can't do a fucking thing. Yes, you might be able to get one good punch in and hurt him, but so what? You're the one that's going to have detention forever. You're the one who's going to be punished because you're poor. But there's a better way to fight that, and it's Mr. Rogers. Hear me out. When you're eight years old, you're like, I'm done with Mr. Rogers. He's no longer the man. But then when you grow up, your lawyer is like, oh, Mr. Rogers was everything. Because that dude was the best. He preached the exact same things that we all felt in that 2008 election. It was, it, was, it was a feeling of positivity. It was the power of positivity. That's a reference to two people in this room and no one else. But it's, thank you. Oh, three people. It's a movement, guys. That's another reference to a different wrestling thing. I've been watching a lot of wrestling band. I'm so sorry. I hope you never fall into this trap. I'm so much smarter than everybody that doesn't watch wrestling. Anyways, if you call me fat and try to hurt my feelings, all I have to say is I like me for being me, and I like you for being you, and we're different. If you make fun of my weird hand, if you make fun of the guy in a wheelchair, there's an episode about that. <laughs> 
If you don't know how things work, there's an episode about how crayons are made. There's more understanding in a children's program than anything else. Trying to change someone's name in a Chrome extension is not going to do anything. Wow, I pulled out the big guns and I really attacked John Oliver on my local podcast. I'm really showing who who. This is so simple. My mother is, she tries, okay? She tries a lot, but I would not call her an intellectual. And I don't think she'd call herself an intellectual because she would say, what's an intellectual? <laughs> and that's okay. And it took a lot of years to realize, like, you, you can't get to pick who you hang out with sometimes. It's okay to have different opinions. That's usually your family, all right? So you need to figure out why do people vote the way they vote? Why do they believe what they believe? And it's super simple. Uh, ask them. You, you could do that. You could just ask them. And if they say, oh, I want to vote for this guy because he wants to keep all the Mexicans out, you go, why? And then you'll figure out, blah, 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 Mexicans. Like, well, why Mexicans? And then they'll figure out, well, they're, well, them, the person that you're talking to, just isn't good at fucking or they don't have a job. It's that simple. <laughs> it's, 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 that's it. If you hate another group, it's just like, well, you're just not good at fucking. Or, or you know that it's all a fucking joke. It, the whole thing is a joke. But I could say that because I'm a straight white man in America and shit has always worked out. Guys, thank you so much for coming to the show. Without my co-host, this is a white power program. So ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, please put your hands together for Allison. Come on, Allison. Come on, come on, come on, come on. This is your mic. Hi. Allison. Allison, how are you? I'm terrible. How are you? Why are you terrible? I don't know. That's something different, right? No. Than being good? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't want you to Not just... Not terrible. I just said that. Is this your phone? It is. Oh, cool. Do you okay. want to use it? Not really. All right. Because here's the thing, you're, no, <laughs> you're, no, you're not single right now, right? I'm not. Thanks for bringing that up. Well, the only reason why... <laughs> well, the only reason why I ever want to use anyone else's phone is so I could play I Tinder. I know. Fucking Tinder, right? Playing Tinder on other people's phones it's is the best. literally the worst. I no, don't even know how to fall asleep anymore. Just um, eat a lot of weed. Things make... That makes sense. <laughs> Before, weed! But, Woo! 420 always! That is the exact opposite of why we do this show. This is a booze-friendly anti-pot show, and I've said that for seven years. I love Jesus. We're not going to change your pro-pot. How often do you get high? Um, what? (laughs) I I don't really like, I honestly, I I don't get high that often because I get paranoid. Um... And I'm going to end it there. I, like, is there are any other questions? Yeah, that's a whole show. <laughs> is this a, a talk show? Of, it's a series Do of questions. Do we talk here? And ideas. Or, uh, before the show, we were talking about um, uh, uh, the, what's going on in politics. By the way, this is great. I'm not joking. This is, we finally, okay, we are no longer in monoculture anymore, right? Everyone watches whatever they want. They binge whenever they want. There's no longer three networks. There's not, we listen to whatever the fuck we want all the time. And then when it's on title, we download it illegally. There's no, we listen to what we want all the time. <laughs> There's no more monoculture. But thanks to two people, Donald Trump and OJ Simpson, oh, we're Jesus. all talking about the same thing. And that's delightful. It's uh. bringing people together in a wonderful way. But you think it's the opposite. I... Okay, so I watched part of the debate last night, and I got really upset. I ate a cake. Like, it was really terrible. Like, I, 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 I didn't know how to handle it, and then I started talking to you, and I, I also got stressed. Whoa. Okay. 
So it's a it's it's, it's a microphone. I like so like um really quick for the <laughs> listener in the for the listener at home. People in the room already knows, but the listener at home. Um, before we actually recorded the show, I I thank Dario for making sure that there were no sound problems tonight. That's all. You okay. Should have done that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you ate a cake. What else did you? I eat ate last a cake. Night? I ate a bunch of lamb and hummus, and I was like, "Wow, this is terrible." But to me, I just stress ate. I was really upset. Yeah, you 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 gave your body nourishment with three delicious items. That's amazing. Yeah, That's like wonderful. I, I don't like you. how you said that. Thank you were like, you. "Yeah, yeah, you ate today." Like yeah, whatever. It's like the I best. was really scared. Like yo, this crazy white dude with a bunch of money is going to destroy this country. Like, I, I'm not meant to be a house slave. Like, I, I can't be in the field. Like, there's no fucking way, like, I'm not going to be in a field. Like, Listen. I, I can't. I'm not, I'm not going to pick shit for any of you. It's not the role of podcasts recorded in bars to convince you to be a house slave. But <laughs> didn't you already think that was happening with other candidates since the history of political elections? I mean, but I was less scared after we had like one black dude in the White House. I was like, all right, cool. I can do whatever I want now. It's confirmed. Shut up, Haywood. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm like, oh, shit. Like, better dust off my apron and put on my picking gloves. Once again, how did you not see that coming? I mean, I don't fucking know. Like, I got got blinded by that hope and change shit. That's really what they were talking about. They're like, listen, we're going to go back to this after eight years. So, like,. (laughs) I think this is a wonderful time, and I'm so excited. Just okay. Here's why I'm excited. What? Here's why I'm excited. Number one, the head of the the, the main candidate for the GOP will not participate in CPAC. That's awesome to me. He's saying fuck you to conservatives. That's awesome. Number two, he supports Planned Parenthood. Number three, he's uh, rocking against Bush, and he's against the Iraq War from 2004. He's Fat Mike from No Effects running as president. I don't know who that is. Listen. I am. S- that's why you're the co-host. You shouldn't have to. <laughs> you're better than I me. I don't know who that is. For not knowing what no effects Aww. is. I, I wait. I do know no effect. I do. I'm I do. S- I swear. I do. I've heard it like twice. Now I feel bad for you because <laughs> I thought you didn't know. Anyways, I don't not know, but like I'm not. I don't know who Fat Mike is. Like, what does that mean? That I'm is sorry. the appropriate response, <laughs> and I am glad that we get to be on this stage together. I know. I am so excited for this election. It's I cannot explain how excited I am. I am so scared. Why? Oh it's God. so fun. Plantations aren't fun. It's going to be so much better. I don't want to build my own house of sticks and sadness. So you're not... I Honestly, like, all I think is it's like I'm just going to, like, be a slave and, like, all these, like, clans people are going to come out and just, like... I feel like people, and I'm sorry, all the white people that are here because it's pretty much all of you. I feel like there's like a room where people just yell nigga for no reason and then like they get it out and like they do that privately. I don't need that publicly. Yeah. (laughs) Brandon, tell me about him. (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, have you been to any suburb in America? That's All of them. All of them. That's where I'm from. Like, I, I just don't need that. There was a heritage club in my high school. And they're like, heritage, not hate. And I escaped that narrowly. No, you should tell the listener and the people in the room where you, what state this is. I am from Virginia, where okay. they voted for fucking Donald Trump. Are you fucking kidding me? Hell yeah. I'm actually not surprised. I'm like, well. Yeah, why are you surprised? They, 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 they would have elected David Duke's ghost, like, to be perfectly honest with you. It's so, like, we're going to have a ghost <laughs> president. 
This is Joe's great. president. Planned Parenthood is going to raise a shitload of money because of this. To me, that's cool. worth it. We're going to abort all of the black children in slavery. Well, it, I just I can't get like slavery out of my head. Like like that's a thing that's going to happen. Also, all of the tequila just kicked into my face. Hell yeah. <laughs> All of it. Like, every shot of tequila that should have not have happened. I didn't eat dinner. Neither did I. Yo, fuck dinner. You know what You know what would have made you eating dinner? Are we going to hold hands? Like, what's going on? I just... Do you think I... <laughs> do you think I gesture too much? No, 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 no. Don't okay. stop. Okay. Well, I was going to say the only thing that would have made you eat before this is if there was a GOP debate on and you would have been fully satisfied. Would I have taken a drug test before that to make sure I'm worthy of dinner? No one told you Food not to stamps. take... Is, Okay. This is so fun. (laughs) I want the show to just be this for three more hours, but everyone will leave. Oh, that's too bad. Here we go. So (laughs) did you hear about uh, Big Frida and the food stamp thing? I love Big Frida so much. I met Big Frida. Stop it. I'm in her video. I have a birthday coming up. Great. Um, Which I was uh, hinting that you should invite Big Frida. Frida to my birthday party. So Big Frida is amazing, and Big Frida wow, was on this, this amazing really show called story. Death, Sex, and Money. Okay. And uh, in it, she talked about how everyone in New Orleans lied up so they could get more food stamps. <laughs> and now she's under investigation for lying about getting food stamps. Shitty. Ugh. Ugh. That sucks. Ugh. It's not a fun story, but it's a true story. <laughs> Let's talk about fun things. Here's why Donald <laughs> Trump is the best. Coming to the stage. Okay. That's, that's Th- terrible. Number one, thanks for not leaving yet. Woo! <laughs> You're still here. Key word in that was yet. There's a lot of show coming up. Uh, Denise, you're in the room, right? Denise is a brand new friend to the show. (gasps) She's going to perform stand-up, so could you? Yeah, she'll she'll use that mic, and then you'll have that mic, and then does that make sense? So why not? If it's okay with you, there you go. I'm going to introduce you, Denise, so it's a little less awkward. Hi, Denise. She's going to perform some stand-up jokes, and then she's going to sit for a little bit, and then she's got to get the fuck out of here because she's got other shows to do. She's a very important woman. The show is all about important women and me dragging them to the bar. <laughs> that's been my entire life. I'm trying to think if that's been good or bad. Net positive. Have a great life. So glad you're here. It's her first time on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Denise Taylor, everybody. Denise, the stage is yours. Oh my gosh, thank you. How are you guys? You guys doing okay? I'm doing okay. I just scratched my iPhone today, and I had to take it to the store. And my friend Karen, she was trying to guilt trip me about that. She goes, Denise, why do you keep buying iPhones when you know that Apple uses child labor? But I don't like kids, so I don't really know where she's going with that. (laughs) I don't like the kids I'm related to. Why would I give a shit about some kids that are all the way on the other side of the world, right? In China, I mean... They're better than us at everything, right? Like, let's be honest. Like, you play an instrument, some Chinese kid plays it 10,000 times better than you do, right? There's a Wonderland ballroom show going on in China right now where all these tables are full. And the Chinese are always talking about how the Great Wall is the only object you can see from outer space. I wish we never told them that. (laughs) And by we, I mean Americans. And by the Chinese, I mean my one Chinese friend. But he speaks for all of them, I'm pretty sure. You guys know how that works, right? 
I love being in D.C. because you get to meet people from all sorts of places. Like, I was in a cab the other day, and I was talking to the cab driver, and I noticed that he had, he had a bit of an accent. So I asked him, I said, hey, where are you from, man? And he goes, I'm from Ethiopia. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You're from Ethiopia. How long have you been here in America? And this is what he says to me. He goes, well, I've been here driving taxis for five years. But before that, in Ethiopia, I was a heart surgeon. And I was shocked, right? Because, like, I don't know that much about doctors, but I was under the impression that being a heart surgeon was, like, a big fucking deal, right? But I guess if a cab driver can do it... Um, <laughs> I mean, this guy could not even speak English very well. And then he turns to me, he's like, and I have three kids. And I was like, all right, settle down, humans in New York. No one's coming at you with a camera. <laughs> This isn't even the right city. <laughs> ah, man. It's cool being here, but it's hard being an American, though. I'm sure you guys will agree. Like, we have to rely on shitty countries like Saudi Arabia because they have oil and we don't. And it's high in demand, right? There's nothing we can do about it. It's so high in demand. But you guys are a liberal crowd. Back me up on this. I feel like the demand wouldn't be half as high if lawmakers and scientists in this country could just find a way to not let our women drive either. Like, how hard is that as a solution? I mean, I'm not an economist, but it seems pretty fucking simple. Rip a page from their playbook. What do we have to lose? Nothing. That's what I thought. My friend Karen from earlier was bitching to me about that, too. She was like, Denise, why does it have to be women that aren't driving? Why can't the half the population that isn't driving be men? I was like, I don't know, Karen, because that sounds insane. Can you hear yourself talk right now? <laughs> Jesus Christ, do you see what I have to deal with with her? For those of you who weren't laughing at that last joke, I can make jokes about Middle Eastern people because I don't know if you guys can tell, but I am not afraid. So... <laughs> Let's see, what else? I go to law school in D.C. now because I'm not putting all my eggs in this basket. And when you go to law school in D.C., cool shit happens. Like a couple months ago, the Pope came to town and everyone lost their minds, which, are you guys a fan of this new Pope? Yeah. Clap if you're a fan. Yeah. I knew you guys would love this new Jennifer Lawrence Pope. Everything he does is just adorable, right? <laughs> he fumbles and we're like, oh, so down to earth. He says something obvious, like, I think good people go to heaven. We're like, oh my god, you know, I never thought of it that way, but yeah. Wow, this guy. Guys, he comes on TV and every white guy in America is like, I'd marry this pope. I'd fuck all the other popes, but this one I could really see myself settling down with. Really, Trevor, was it up to you? Do you think he would even look at you for a second? I guess what I'm trying to say is I can't wait for those nudes to come out, right, guys? I mean, how long do we have to wait? Oh, let's see. My friend Trevor is such an asshole, though. Like, the other day, he was bragging to me about having had a threesome, which I don't know if you've, any of you guys have had a threesome. I haven't had one, but to me, it's nothing to brag about. Like, I think threesomes must be like communism. In theory, it's great. But in practice, one man gains total power. 
while a third of the people are cold and can't escape. So... <laughs> for those reasons. I'm glad you guys came out tonight. I have two hobbies. It's this and burning books I don't agree with. And the other one gets expensive, so this is the one that I do. You may at this point be wondering how I'm so informed on current events. Well, I'll tell you the answer. It's because every morning on the Metro, I like to read uh, the newspaper. And uh, yeah, but it's gotten pretty bad. Like I'm always thinking about the news. Like I turn to the horoscope section and I don't know if you guys know this, but like sometimes you read your horoscope and it's like, smile. But the other day I read it and it was like, my horoscope, it was like, People might get in your way today, but stay strong and continue forward with your plan. And my first thought was, holy shit, I hope that Putin guy is not also a Capricorn because <laughs> he's gonna take this in a totally different direction. <laughs> I mean, I'm normal in the head, so obviously I can handle something like this, but him, he's crazy, right? I mean. Ugh, whatever. I was reading a book the other day on uh, feminism, specifically how we should talk to little girls when we're addressing them. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to see your opinion on this. Clap if you think that it's okay to call little girls pretty because it boosts their self-esteem and it's no big deal. Clap if you think that's true. All right, now, clap if you think that we should focus on calling them smart because otherwise they won't run for president or something. Clap if you think that is true. Okay. Well, I took a feminism class in college, so I actually have kind of a nuanced perspective on this. Um, I think that yes, we should be able to call little girls pretty, but only if they are. Now, <laughs> I realize it's hard for a lot of you to make that same intellectual leap. But what you have to understand is I've read a lot of PDFs, you guys. I don't think you can hang with me on this. I'm pretty well educated. All right, everyone. You guys have been great. I'll leave you with one more joke. I, um, my friend Karen was reading a magazine the other day, and it was like an article about an, like, what your ideal date would be, one of those women's magazines. And she looks up at me, and she goes, Denise, what would your ideal date be? And what would your ideal date be, miss? Just an activity, anything. Grocery shopping together. Whoa, this girl. <laughs> well, my ideal date would be to go back in time and kill Hitler. <laughs> and I think if you say anything else, you're selfish. Um, <laughs> she tried to reason with me after that. She goes, Denise, I didn't ask you what you would do if you had time travel. I asked you about your ideal date. I was like, mm, Karen, I think in the world where I get an ideal date, time travel is also an option. <laughs> Guys, you guys have been great. My name's Denise Taylor. Denise, sit down. You're so good. What's up? You're funny. Thanks for doing this. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, what are you studying? What are you going to law school for? Don't so say to be a lawyer. Uh, to be a lawyer, I go to the law school at GW. No, no, why, why? 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 What are you hoping to practice? Oh, that's like the most boring part of my life. But um, I was looking at international labor, and so I'm a 2L now, so I'm still like teetering between that and other stuff. What are the other things you're teetering towards? Uh, I was looking at like entertainment law, but that's hard to break into. <laughs> that sounds like the opposite. 
Yeah, the well, it's both part. labor related. It's like employment related. So yeah, but one okay. is like fun, and the other one seems like you're helping the world. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm I'm sort of like I I was raised like internationally because <laughs> my mom's <laughs> from um, my mom's from Turkey, and then I was like born in Germany, so I have all these like uh, all this like background that I could draw on. All right. Is what I thought before I entered law school, and then it was it turns out everything's super boring. So you grew up in Germany. No, I didn't. I was born there, and then I grew up here. Where, where's here? Uh, well, just in Virginia. Virginia. Western, yeah. Tight. All right, we're going to trace That's this. why I cheered when you said Virginia, and then right after you were like Trump, and you were like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> it's depressing. <laughs> it is depressing. It's a feeling. So you're excited about the election, right? Oh, I'm so excited. Hell yeah. Okay. It's Turkey, then Germany, then Virginia. Have you lived anywhere else? No. That's it? Yeah, How old are you? It. 23. 23. All right. 23. Seven. Seven. 23 years of age. The co-host. Perfect. Uh, when did you start doing stand-up? Uh, about a year ago. About a year ago. Okay. <laughs> what made you start doing stand-up? Well, Brandon, I'm glad you asked. I, um... <laughs> I always, like, did uh, the comedy stuff at my school in undergrad, and I always, like, wanted attention. Wait, 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 stop. What comedy stuff in undergrad? Oh, uh, just, like, sketch comedy, improv, like, whatever there was. Why did you do that? Why? Because I want attention. That's fair. Yeah. Um, did anybody you perform with in your sketch comedy classes in college, uh, are they not losers, or are they losers? <laughs> um... <laughs> No, no one's as into it as me, so I don't know if that makes me like the biggest loser or the least loserish of all of, all of them. But uh, yeah, they're all off trying to do real jobs now. Like what? Oh, who knows? Med school. That's really ambitious and good for them. Yeah. You're just trying to be a lawyer, trying to hurt the world. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So is the ideal like you get an awesome job and then you hold down everyone else? Is that why you're trying to be a lawyer? <laughs> Because that's like why I was going to be a lawyer. Yeah, to hold that down everyone else. JK, uh, I'm a white man in America. I don't need to be a lawyer to do that. It's the best. Trump awesome. 2016, what's up? <laughs> um, you know what's so fun about this? It's like 50-50. 50% of the people are like, that guy's clearly joking. The fucking co-host is like, God damn it, this is going <laughs> to... This is going to be reality. If He's you could j- listen to my eye rolls, they would be tremendous. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> Denise, you're genuinely funny, and you've oh, only thanks, been doing man. this a year. Uh, when you're in an open mic, how often do you want to quit comedy in general? Oh, all the time. Okay, good. Um, so, yeah, like now I, I run a room at uh, Beer Baron on Tuesdays. little plug for that. And, uh, yeah, that's like made me want to kill yourself. want to kill myself yeah. every week. But then it's yeah. like fine. Here's the thing. I did an open mic for years at Sally's. And Haywood okay, runs yeah, it now. Yeah, and Haywood's that. awesome. Nice. But w- I almost quit everything in terms of holding Constantly. a microphone. Because I, I was had to just texting my friend before this that I was going to quit. Yeah, you should. Not yeah. that you should. No, you're genuinely funny. Thanks, but man. the idea of like, oh, running an open mic, that's going to make me better. No, yeah. you've already learned the one lesson, which is don't run an open mic. Yeah. When are you going to quit that? Not comedy. That's I don't know. Specific. I just started it, so we'll see. How many times Hopefully have you done soon. it? Hopefully soon. Oh, I don't know. For weeks now. A couple you, months. Yeah. That's, and you've already want to quit. Yeah. Good. You've learned the one lesson. It's a good sign. Yeah, exactly. What do your parents think about this? Oh, my parents are into it. They don't really care. Really? Yeah. What do they do? Uh, so my mom used to work for like 
is a long story. My mom used to work for like NATO, but then after she had me, she like stopped working. And then my dad works for, he, he's like a project manager at a company. What company? You don't want to say because it's like a big thing. It's like L3 Communications. No, it's not a big thing. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> we all know L3. We're big, yeah. L, we're big L3s we're in the L3 house. Where guys at? <laughs> so your, your parents are like super accomplished and you can't just be like, I'm going to go fucking hang out. And get high. I think my dad would be cool with it, but my mom would be like, what are you doing? Well, you could be like, well, you fucked me out of the, your body, and now you're just at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say every day. Yeah. You know moms. <laughs> yeah. Moms be like fucking kids out of their bodies, yeah, and that's, that's it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess that's accurate. I, um... <laughs> what the fuck? No. What? You don't know? You don't talk about your mom all the time? You don't no, talk sorry. to your mom like that? I you don't talk like your mom? to my mom always. You don't love your mother? Oh, well, oh I guess your mom's God. not cool. Yeah, like, man. Whatever. We got cool moms. <laughs> I, I have nothing. So you're not going to... So, <laughs> so I'm going to put that at the top of the show. All right. And then your mom is definitely not going to listen. Sure. That's cool. Um, I don't got anything else with you. You have to go do another show, don't you? Yeah, a few minutes. That's you cool. have really good hair. Thanks. So do you. Thanks. I bought mine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Denise Taylor, everybody. Oh, that's why we do the show. New friend. She's a brand new friend. And I, that's so great. Thank you for doing that. Don't move yet because Haywood's going to come. What, do, you need, do you need a table? No. Okay. Coming to the stage is uh, one of my favorite people. Thank God. I love him. I, okay, in an ideal world, in, in Allison's ideal world, I would occasionally be a guest on this show or invited to this show, and this man would be your co-host. Is that fair to say? I just really like Haywood. Coming to the stage <laughs> is a man that everyone loves once they actually hear him. Please put your hands together for Haywood's Renipsy Jr., everybody. Haywood! Yay! Haywood. Haywood, I would like to thank you for wearing your Trump 2016 shirt. Uh, for the listener at home, it just says Trump 2016. Let's do it. No, it doesn't. It's a it, black shirt. No, it doesn't. It yeah! says with the 68 Olympics and Tommy Smith and John Carlos saying "fuck Donald Trump, nigga." Somebody thought it was Jesse Owens. I was like, Hitler would have let this shit be a T-shirt. It would be made out of Jesse Owens if it was. Aww. <laughs> But too soon? Artisanal too soon? Jesse <laughs> Owens t shirts. I thought we were going white tonight. If Donald Trump asked you to be his vice president, would you say yes? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Really? Hell yeah. Somebody gotta get close enough to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Somebody gotta take this nigga out. I will take one for the team. Shit. I'll be a hero in jail. <laughs> I have everything on my commissary. And right. my mama would like. <laughs> I'm gonna be an asshole. Don't, don't start now. I got it. You've been here before. You know how sound systems work. Waka waka waka. At the Wonderland <laughs> Ballroom. Look at this. Donald Trump ain't even president, and a white man showed me how to use a microphone. Oh my god. Next thing you know, white people will be teaching niggas how to play basketball. I quit. <laughs> Listen, everyone needs to pass more. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this is not hockey, motherfucker. This is not. This is, we are not the Blackhawks. Although that would be a great basketball name. The Blackhawks. 
bunch of niggas with wings. <laughs> just slam my head under the microphone stand. <laughs> Looking like flying monkeys and shit. <laughs> He's on down, he's on down to racism. He's on down, he's on down to racism. <laughs> that was for the black people in the room, all three of you guys. <laughs> We've seen the whiz. Hi. <laughs> it's, it's required watching. <laughs> so we're doing a segment called Color Commentary. This is, we're, we didn't just make up this segment. We've been doing this for years. We did this at the Kennedy Center. No, we didn't do that. We did this at the Library of Congress. Yes, we, we did. And we have not been asked back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I refuse to change this segment because it's the most fun I have every single time we record the show. And it is a segment that walks the most amount of people. So, oh, yeah. bye is what I'm saying. <laughs> what are we talking what it's uncomfortable. It's What's uncomfortable. been going on in the news, Haywood? What has been going on in the news? We do this segment entitled Color Commentary because, let's be honest, it's a pretty white show. So what we want to do is actually infuse a little bit of color into the comments that are going on this evening. And I come out and talk about stuff that's going on in the black world, like black Twitter, basically. I'm, <laughs> this is Thank the black Twitter God. segment. <laughs> this, is, this is, so what we're going to talk about this month, because we do this show every month. We're going to talk about last month. It, last month, we talked about Black History Month. That's correct. But now we get to review Black History Month. <laughs> Fun times. Thank let's do it. God. Let's be honest. Allie. Baby. Was, was that not the blackest Black History Month? That was the blackest month? month of my life. Like, I've been a black man for 40 years. And, uh, I wow. have not been a black man for 40 years. I was years. like, really, Beyonce? You too? Yes. Well, you know it's a Black History Month when <laughs> Beyonce frightens white folks. Like, white folks at the Super Bowl like, uh-uh, I came for the game, not for this shit. <laughs> I came for the game. I came to see uh, Cam Newton lose. <laughs> and here come Beyonce talking about the Black Panthers. Let's talk about Black History Month last month. Uh, last month, and this is how I know it was the blackest Black History Month, it started with Twitter literally having Black History Month emojis. When I say Black History Month emojis, they had three black fists up in the air I didn't just know for that black. Happened. You didn't know that? I wasn't on Black Twitter. You missed the meeting. I fucked up. <laughs> I wasn't woke. I didn't stay woke. Oh, you're woke. You you you're up. You're Shit. up. You worried about being a house slave. You right where you supposed Shut to be. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the writing on the wall because that's a, that's. That's our fear living <laughs> in America. Like, when are they gonna repeal this shit? It could happen at any moment. What? I just came to work. You mean I can't leave? <laughs> Trump 2016. Trump 2016. Here's why I'm glad this motherfucker's running, because I want to hate the president again. I am not oh. used to living in a world. I'm 40. I'm not used to living in a world where I enjoy the president, like with people like coming to D.C., all my friends and family, like, we coming to D.C., and we going to stay with you. I co of course, nigga. Of course you are. You don't want to rent a hotel <laughs> like good white folks do. But it, every black, I got black, I got, I have family members that have money and go, we're going to stay with you. Why? Why the fuck would you stay with me? I have children. How are your kids doing? Great. Good, man. Because they had a great Black History Month. Good. They literally, they got to look on TV every day last month and see a segment of themselves that was like awesome. And then here's, okay, so more about Black History Month. It started with like Cam Newton fighting Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. It was like awesome because like we said last month, Peyton Manning looks like every like slave owner's son. And it was like, Cam Newton looks like every white woman's dream. So it was like... <laughs> He does, he does. He frightens white folks. 
Yeah, I did. And like little kids, like little kids love them. I seen little white kids just walking around, just dabbing and shit, just like looking like they sneezing and whatnot. It is amazing. I see why I was watching Super Bowl. Like this is why white people hate us right now. They is like. He, is he the dab guy? Oh yeah. That's oh, him. Yeah. I don't have a TV. I have no idea what black people are doing. He looks like me, but good. Oh, that's nice. Like we, <laughs> like he has a million dollar, like he has a million dollar smile and shit. It is amazing. Like even fucking uh, like Warren Buffett was like, yeah, invest in that. He's nigga. the spokesman for Greek yogurt. <laughs> I love because yogurt. he's a Greek god. Look at this motherfucker. Well, he's the most attractive football player right now. Yeah, if the, if Adonis it. were black, it's him. Wow. So, um, so Black History Month was great, and then at the middle of the Super Bowl, literally Beyonce. Okay, so Coldplay performed. Formation, I slay. I slay. And I get information. What I, you just said right I there. I like my baby hair with baby hairs and afros. I'm Beyonce, guys. You're welcome. You just scared You've never every... met any other black people, so I'm obviously Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> she just scared every white person. You're welcome. Like, I'm Black you, Panthers. What do you mean? What? That's what they were going. They were like, what does she mean? She likes her baby with afros and Negro nose and Michael Jackson. With Jackson 5 and nose. Yes, it was Jesus. awesome. The yes, best thing about Jesus. it was the fact that white people were sitting there in awe. Like, literally just like, I don't know how I should receive this right now like it was like Chris Rock's monologue at the Oscars like I want to clap but I don't want to look like I should be clapping because I'm not supposed to be liking this right now because it was hard times with people who are the Black Panthers which leads me to thank you Beyonce for bringing up the Black Panthers because 50 years ago the Black Panthers were actually like uh, founded by Huey P. Newton and um I'll let, you know what? As a matter of fact, Bobby Seale, but I will say this. If you want to know more about the Black Panthers, PBS did a great, great documentary. And guess what? Also, there's this thing called the internet. So, like, if you don't know who the oh, Black Panthers... Oh, if you're white and you leave right now, you're racist. So... <laughs> yeah! That's how that works. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Like, because people, like, ask me, like, all of a sudden, they're like, yo, hey, well, you know who the Black Panthers are? I was like, of course I do. They're like, we want to know who they are. Can you tell us? I was like, no, fuck you. Look up the internet. I know who the fuck, like, the Klan is. You should look up, know who the, like, if you, if you think you should be afraid, look these motherfuckers up. The Google is an amazing tool. It's, 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 they're not, they're not Thundercats. They're not cartoon characters, you know? These are literally the people who, they frighten America oh, so shit. Shit. I almost threw up on Shit. stage. Oh my god! Shit! <laughs> That's the poll. Do more white people know the Thundercats or the Black Panthers? I'm, I'm gonna go two to one Thundercats. And you'd be right. Yeah, and you'd be okay, right. Good. Because everybody thought like we know Panthro is black, but why? <laughs> <laughs> and of, and of course Panthro is black. He's a mechanic. <laughs> He's a fucking Thundercat. The only Thundercat that works on cars. Really, nigga? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Lionel was like, has sight beyond sight. And he's like, hey, man, fix the iThundera for me. But anyway, so like, my white friends were literally like asking me, hey, can you help inform us about the Black Panthers? And I was like, I could, but I would, you know, Google that shit. Because this is a problem in America. This is why we have Black History Month. Because there are certain aspects of our story. When I say our story, I mean the collective American story that has been left out of books, that have been left out of class, that have been left out of our collective information, which is what Beyonce is talking about. She's not talking about dance moves, like, hey, get information and do a bunch of dances to scare white people. No, she's like, get information. 
get in formation. That's okay. Under- I'm not disagreeing with you, but wouldn't it be cool if Beyonce was telling us to get all in dance moves too? I mean, if you think about it, though, it could be. But then here's the thing about they dance moves, right? People say that black people don't unite and don't come together. That is bullshit because we have done. Wait, dance. no one says that. Yes, they do. People say all the time. Like the, the problem with the black community is the fact that we cannot unite, but we can do a main election. Saying that? People say that all the time. In White the people. Yeah, yeah. Trump 2016 is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that to say, like, if if it was all about dance moves, it's great. Because it's proof that we could come together and be on beat. Amen. Remember Beyonce always on beat? Beyonce always on beat. Thank that, you, Jesus. That joke didn't hit, but it should have. It's good. <laughs> so I said Black that to say, Twitter. Right? It was it was it was so an ama- fun. amazing I know everybody's like a little bit like, <laughs> like what? I, I feel like Chris Rock right now at the Oscars, like which also was like another great moment in it black history. Because that was like literally he told the white Hollywood establishment during his monologue that they are racist. And I was like, oh, my God, you will never work again, nigga. But thank you <laughs> so much. They play Fight the Power at the fucking Oscars. Yeah, but Don't jack off, nigga. Fight the Power. This is the most frightening. When I was growing up, this is the most frightening. Talk. Well, what are you serious? You know who the power is? You, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. The establishment. You don't think that was blatant pandering? No, that was Fight the Power. That was... Listen, listen. I want you to be and right. See, this, this, I don't and think this is you why are. you have color commentary on the show. I'll give you a little bit of nuance. Here's a little bit of nuance. Anytime we have a moment to talk about white people, we do. We use it. And you guys don't even have to be aware of it. You guys are just like, hey, man, they really like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's, here's, here's what, like, um, how black people are. You guys have old black people at your offices that you work at, right? You know how they speak to you? They only speak in automatopoeia. They don't use actual language. They just go, mm-hmm. And they have an understanding. You guys, they have an understanding of what you guys are going through. These little white people problems that come up to these black people. They be like, mm-hmm. All the black people are loving me right now. The white people are like, what is he talking about right now? <laughs> it's not that we don't like you, white people. It's not that. That is not the thing. We love you. We lo- we're Americans too. All we are saying is. As long as you guys can put Colonel Sanders on television. They have resurrected Colonel Sanders. You know this, right? Yeah. Doing the Super Bowl, I got to see a Colonel Sanders fucking commercial, a KFC commercial with Colonel Sanders. This motherfucker literally looks like racism. <laughs> like, he is all white wearing all white, and literally, like, how the fuck did he even get those 11 original herbs and spices anyway? <laughs> like, literally, like, the, the, it's like, it's the, the, the most recent commercial that I've seen was, like, had Colonel Sanders walking out of a plantation with a paper in his hand, and everybody's like, what is that? And he's like, it's a recipe. And they're like, where'd you get that? From a Negro that I stole. <laughs> yeah, chicken. I get it. That's what chicken's made of. It's all these recipes. Okay. This is so great because everyone is so uncomfortable. I love this so and much. And now they know how we feel every day at work. <laughs> and now they know how we feel sitting and watching Trump. And I, 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 it's not that... 
I, I, but we know Black Lives Matter. We know that all lives matter. We know that life matters. All of that stuff is good. Why I enjoyed Black History Month last month is not that because it made people feel uncomfortable. No one should feel uncomfortable. It's the fact that it is our collective story. And it does not begin nor end with slavery. It does, it's just, it's sort of like, that slavery was like that thing that kind of like was says like, hey, we're just gonna um, change the channel to this channel over here. So when it says to change the channel, we all grew up in America, uh, those of us who are from America here, we all grew up in America, and we have a story to tell. And during that story, we want that story showcased in movies, we want that story on the radio when we hear ourselves. It's not just entertainment, it's education, it's information, it's life. You guys want to know why black lives matter. And it's not just because of chicken, it's not just because of basketball, it's not just because we're funny, it's not just because we're fun. It's because, it's not just because we've had <laughs> one president, it's because we want to have many presidents. We want to see Asian presidents. We want to see Indian presidents. We want to see Native American presidents. When I say Native American, I mean Cherokee. How cool would that be to have a Cherokee fucking president? We, everybody would have casinos. It would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that would have made Black History Month last month better would have been, like, Barack Obama had, uh, they had an event at the uh, White House for the Black History Month, and they had a Ray Charles party, and Barack Obama was sitting there dancing with Usher, and I was like, the only thing that would have made this cooler is if this nigga had a moonwalked. <laughs> Talking about Usher or Obama? Either one. <laughs> you know. Either one. We both know Usher knows how to moonwalk. Yep, but if he had done it in the White House, oh my God, oh, the moon shit. has landed. <laughs> That would be great. Because it's awesome. It's, part, it's, 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 like, it's like being a part of a story, right? And as we read these stories, and America is a choose-your-own-adventure story, we just want to keep choosing the right adventures. We want to choose everyone's adventure. We want to know what the uh, Russian... I, I remember being in school and studying Russian history, but we don't study African history. I remember being in school and studying Japanese history, but yet we don't study the history of the continent of India. We, um, 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 no, no, no. Continent of India. Con whatever it is. Subcontinent. It's a it's sub of Asia. I know what it is. Listen, the, the Earth is flat. Bob said it. <laughs> you know, we want to study. We want to study. Like we don't just want to study Polish history and German history, but there's so many more lands. There's Yugoslavia. There's the Ukraine. There's there's everywhere. The Earth is a beautiful place. There's Antarctica. There's the Marshall Islands. Yeah, no one's going to jump on the Marshall Islands. Uh, but the, you know, because they're Pacific Islanders. Yeah, no, but I agree. I'm not disagreeing that they exist. I'm just saying they have a history, too. Everyone has a history to be told. It's called our story, not just his story. And his story Amen. for so long has been the white man's story. America was founded by rich white landowners. Yeah, so let's go back to that Trump 2016. Let's make it happen. No. Guys, it's JK's. I, you were all on the same page. You guys <laughs> they got mad at you now. They got mad at you now. Jesus Christ! You know what's? Let's not go back to that. You know what's Let's fascinating about this? We're wrapping up, right? Close. Sure. We haven't talked about the biggest news story on your notes. <sighs> Look at your notes. I just looked. At, I wanted to see what you had on there. Hey, we talked about everything. No, Black we didn't. Kanye, what, what Kanye was? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm getting there. Oh, you, okay. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Because this is the beauty of it. If Con an artist like Kanye West only comes along every so often, and because we have this new media where we can see, we have Twitter, we have emojis, we have 
life is told through social media these days. If we got to see Andy Warhol's life in social media, we would have found out he too was a crazy motherfucker. If we had to saw Marilyn Monroe's life, if we had to saw Kennedy's life through social media, we would have, he wouldn't have been elected president because he'd be like, how many women is he fucking right now? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, this is the thing. The problem is that Kanye West is not allowed to truly be himself because race is involved. How is racist involved? Race is involved because often, quite often, Kanye West should know better. He is a young man who has to grow into his manhood, and only through growing do you learn what you should know. It's called understanding. And quite often, the black artist does not get that opportunity to be understood. Imagine if Tupac were 45 years old today. We would be selling that story that he once said, remember when he was real bad? Remember when he was that dude that we were like, oh, we should be afraid of him. No, but he grew into a man who could be president like Donald Trump. Remember when he was doing pizza commercials and we were like, this motherfucker's kind of cool. Remember when he was like, he divorced Ivana and, and, he, and he started The Apprentice and he fired Dennis Rodman and shit. Everybody was like, this dude is pretty cool. He's running for president now, guys. And he's not that fucking cool. <laughs> he's the guy who goes... You don't belong here. Kanye 2020. Kanye's awesome. No, I'm with <laughs> No, no, no. Kanye's not going to run for president. Kanye would not win president. But he Kendrick said Lamar, he's going to run. Kendrick Lamar can win president. No, he can't. No, yeah, he I can. think Kanye's more electable than Kendrick. You know why I say Kendrick? Because he, too, had a black moment at the Grammys. No, Kendrick, no, Kendrick should have won album of the year. Thank you. True. And he didn't. And everything Kanye said about Taylor Swift has been 100% accurate. No one gives a shit about Taylor Swift if he doesn't interrupt her MTV awards. No one gives a shit. She's just, I know your sign. I don't give a fuck. Fuck Taylor Swift. She's she the she, devil. She's not the devil. She's, she's the, the devil. devil. She's mediocrity personified. No. I don't no, give a Swift shit is, about short shorts. Taylor Swift is this. You guys have seen this social media campaign. Damn, Danielle. <laughs> It's all about a white kid wearing fucking white van sneakers and some other white kid tapes it going, damn, Daniel. And Ellen DeGeneres goes, come on to my show, Daniel. And Vans gives them fucking sneakers for life. They white. They got sneakers for life. <laughs> well, we're not going to top that. Haywood of Jernipsey Jr. hosts Sally's uh, open mic every... Sally's first and third Tuesdays. And, and I host at Madam's Organ, a new monthly... A uh, new uh, weekly magical comedy show. I host weekly the show. show. Wow. It's a weekly show with a musician at Madam's Organ. Um, come hang out with there. And I'm all over the city. And I'm always doing black shit. Hey, what is hey, fantastic? Wood. Follow him on Twitter at sign what do you see? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Haywood Turnipsey Jr. Listen to Kendrick Lamar, untitled, unmastered. Get Kendrick Lamar's new album. This is what's going to happen. And it, listen to The Life of Pablo. It's the shit. Oh, it's so good. It is the best album that's not done. <laughs> it is not done. He's still releasing stuff on title. It's the, it, at first, I was like, this is like a 7 out of 10. Now it's like an 11 out of 10. It's amazing. The flaws make it better. So this is what's going to happen. Um, I heard about this band, I think, thanks to DC Music Download. Is that, did they feature you guys a few like a month or two ago? Yeah, that's what it was. I, I listened to all the bands that they said, like, did you submit to Tiny Desk? Yeah. That's it. They, they wrote about all the DC bands that were good that submitted to Tiny Desk, and these guys were my favorite, so I asked them to play the show. 
And that's why they're here. So you're going to set up, and I'm going to interview people in your band while you set up. That way there's no dead air, and in theory, it'll be less awkward. In reality, it might be more awkward, because that man just hit some, some tambourine. And your guitar strap is caught on a drum, so that's not good. Who am I? Why are you bo- all afraid of me? Yeah, I've been saying Trump 2016, but have you actually listened to anything I said? I also raved about Kanye West. Figure it out, guys. Which side do you think I'm on? Donald Trump is the answer. He's, he's, the, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame, baby. You follow the money, guys. Come on. You guys got in the music racket for uh, big sponsorship deals. I know everyone. Listen. I don't know about you guys, but if you're playing a stand-up bass, you're in it for the money. It's clear. It's obvious. Stand-up bass is where all the money goes. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I heard this band online, and they blew me away, and I'm so grateful that they're here, and that's sincere. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Near Northeast.
the tiniest video. We shot it in the snow after the apocalypse. If you like it, uh, you can see it online. We'll also be playing around town. We're playing a uh, stereo benefit show on 8th Street for uh, a nonprofit that helps uh, educate refugees. So that's like our little serious plug. You can find it on Facebook. Like us in the Northeast. All right.
Yeah.